popping the lid on all things real estate with Tina Miller Light and Sherry Ann Houser Bush. Your place to pop in and learn all about the home buying and selling process in a fun and lighthearted manner. Happy Thirsty Thursday, everybody. It's Sherry Ann Houser Bush and Tina Miller Light. Welcome. What's our topic today? Today we have Matt Held from First Choice Home Inspections. Super excited to have him on to talk about the importance of home inspections, kind of run through it. Welcome, Matt. We're happy to have you. Good afternoon, ladies. Uh, glad to be here. Well, we usually start with a joke, but there's nothing funny about home inspections. So we're just going to jump right in. Absolutely. So tell us how long you've been doing home inspections. I have been doing home inspections for just about 12 years now. And in that time, I think I have done close to 7,500 home inspections. Wow. So it's Let's been... calculate that. 7,500 divided by 12 years. About <laughs> little, little, little over 600 home inspections a year. I was going to wow, say that's impressive. She's that doing that without that, a calculator. That, 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 could be, that could be a little bit of an exaggeration, a bit, but so, so that's crazy. Yeah, it is, it, yeah. it's, you are busy. It's been very, I've been very blessed, let's yeah. just say. And, um, <laughs> I would say, so how many do you think you do a day? Three. You do three a day, wow. so that's good. It, it is good. It can be tiring, but uh, three is good. Three is good. It keeps me busy. Um, if I could just do three inspections a day and, and go home and be done with it, that would be great. But unfortunately, there's the report writing oh, yeah. in the evening, so sure. it takes several few hours in the evening to also do the inspections. So, but and not every day will I do three inspections. But some days will be two. But you know, the last since COVID, um, since the real estate market took a, a crazy turn, it's been three. And so, um, you know, some slow periods in between, but. You know, if I do anywhere between 45 to 55 home inspections a month, it's, it's typical nowadays. So, so in our current environment right now, are you slowing down? Did, yes and no. Um, when interest rates picked back up from July to December, went back to a normal market. Then at the beginning of January and from now, it's again back to doing three inspections a day um, so again averaging 12 to 15 home inspections a week so it's it's still busy I mean it's just and now it's tough because everybody because it's still a competitive market mm -hmm. everybody's shortening their contingency periods I've been getting a lot of requests for seven day inspections and 10 day mm -hmm. that, you know 17 day used to be the norm now 10, 10 days is the norm and, and even seven, I, I agreed to do one that had a seven day turnaround and, and, uh, and for contingency. So yes, it's, 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 still a, it's still very, very competitive, still very busy out there. What type of properties do you primarily inspect? Are you mostly residential or? 99% of my business is residential, single family residential. 1% is multifamily and the other point, I mean, the 1% split between multifamily and some standalone commercial buildings. So, but yeah, 99% of my business is single family. How long does it take you to do an average inspection? An average inspection, so the average home, let's just say, is anywhere from 1,700 to 2,000 square feet. Average time, I'm just going to say two hours. Some will take me a little bit less, some will take me a little bit more. But two hours is just the rough average. Um, plus the walkthrough time with a buyer. Usually the buyer will show up at the end of the inspection and we'll do a thorough, walk, a, a detailed walkthrough with them. And then I 
summarize the inspection with them. And that can take anywhere from 30 minutes to an hour, depending on the amount of questions that a home buyer has, depending on how experienced or how knowledgeable a home buyer is. Um, we can be as quick as 30 minutes and we can take as long as an hour. The other day, I, I took me two hours to do a walkthrough. It was a larger house, but the home buyers were very inquisitive and so they had lots of questions so that took a long time so I love that about you that you're not going to rush and you're going to take your time and you're going to explain to the buyer so they make sure that they understand everything and then you're available after the sale if they have a question they can call and ask you follow-up questions absolutely so I'm you know my phone is available 24 well not 24 7 but uh, most all the time so a buyer has any questions uh, when they're reviewing the report or after even after they close escrow if they just have a general question they, they can always feel free to give me a call and I'm always more than happy to Great. answer for them I ask you that question because yesterday um, one of my clients that you just did an inspection mm-hmm. on she's like Oh my gosh, we turned, they laid the floor. And so when the floor was laid, they turned off the gas to the stove. And she's like, I don't remember how he told me to get those burners to work. And I'm like, I, I'm pretty sure you can just call Matt yep. and he'll be happy to, to do it. So she might call you. Yep, tomorrow. absolutely. I'm more than happy to. Yeah, I. I wasn't paying attention when you showed her how to do that. So. And, and that's the thing with new home buyers too. New home buyers are, of course, they, they don't know all the ins and outs of a home. So they, and sometimes the walkthrough is is in one ear and out yeah. the other, and, and so it's a lot of information overload. So again, I'm always more than happy to if they've got a question when they move into the home, if they don't understand something, if they need help explaining something, then I'm always more than available to them. Good. Now, Matt, um, how many items do you inspect typically? Typically, well, my my inspection report has, it's a 401-point checklist. So there's, I mean, there's 13 major, I believe there's 13 major components. And within those 13 major components, there's all the breakdown. So, but it's, on average, about 400 items that gets looked at. And do you start from the inside and work your way out or from the top and work your way down? It's actually the the opposite. So I work from the outside and then top down. So I always start with the roof, do the exterior, the electrical, the garage, the kitchen. And then just from the kitchen, I test all the appliances. I go through all the interior portion of the house. I do the plumbing, the bathrooms. And then when I'm done with the interior portion of the home, I'll go into the attic. If it has a crawl space, I'll go through the crawl space. I test the heating, the cooling systems. So again, it's a very, very detailed inspection, again, which covers those 401 eyeline items. So, and again, that's what takes up those, those two hours. If it does, if the house has a swimming pool, I can also inspect swimming pools. I will also oops, inspect uh, um, irrigation systems if uh, that is something they want me to inspect as well. Have you ever gotten stuck in a crawl space? No, but uh, I, I've been close. Uh, really? Again, yes, I, I, I have gotten close to being stuck. So I had to take a screwdriver and, and dig some dirt out. Uh, and uh, my chest was, and I, a fairly small individual and I can fit into most places and some places when, and this was back when I was a little more naive and thinking that I had to get to every single corner. Um, yes, and so a little bit, uh, what's the word, uh, claustrophobic there, it, but it wasn't terrible, but uh, I, I got myself out. And now I'm a little bit smarter. If it's a little bit tight, then I try not to, but I still will probably go get into 
five percent of the crawl spaces and probably that many attics too so and what are you looking for in the crawl space in the crawl space uh, the three major components is, is foundation framing and plumbing so with you know again with the foundation just making sure there isn't any structural issues with the foundation wall um, with the framing just looking for damage um, wood components I'm not a termite inspector, but I can I know what the basic evidence of termite is or termite damage, and so I, I'll look for it. Um, I'll look for the condition of wood, and then also the plumbing. Again, just looking at the overall condition of drain pipes, supply pipes. Like today, the inspection I just came from, it had galvanized pipe. It had a water softener, and there is nothing but rust on on the galvanized pipe in the crawl space area of the home. So that's just an indication that the pipe is getting weak, that it's starting to deteriorate, and that it's going to start leaking soon. So those are just some of the, and, and plumbing leaks too are, are obviously big things when I'm in the crawl space that I'm looking for, just because nobody ever goes into the crawl space. Um, there, there are always, not always, but there are commonly leaks uh, that I find in the crawl space area of the home. That's good to know. Yeah. You're right. Nobody goes in there. So it could leak for quite a while and cause quite a bit of damage. Oh, absolutely. I've, I've been in crawl spaces where the entire crawl space has been flooded. And people, again, the, the attic and the crawl spaces are the last two places that the typical homeowner are going to go into. And, and uh, so if they have a plumbing leak, they're not going to know it. And, and, and until it's too late and until they sell the house and then yeah and then then yeah a flood everywhere so, so are you gonna go home tonight and crawl through your crawl space tina uh no <laughs> i've got other people to do that for me i don't yeah. like to get dirty so <laughs> and i would definitely get stuck <laughs> I, I something just popped into my head when you were saying foundation problems and things something that i probably 95 percent of the time is on a home inspection and buyers freak out over it or cracks like in the stucco and like the little selling cracks in the ceilings. Yep. I, people lose their mind over those cracks. Mm -hmm. So how important, I know you have to see it, but depending on which way they run or something, right. like what's the story with these things? Pretty much with stucco cracking, you're gonna see stucco cracking in 100% of homes that you live in. It's just it's just inevitable that stucco, crack is, stucco cracking is going to happen. What I look for with stucco cracking and the severity of it is, is if it's hairline cracks, meaning no separation, it's really not a big deal. And you're always gonna find the cracks around window corners, door corners, because those are, again, the weak point of a house. When houses shift and settle, those are again the point where the house has a has a, a a pause in the framing, let's just say, and so that's where it's going to crack. Um, on the inside of the house, again, you're going to get typical stress cracks where tape joints are. Tape joints again are the weak spot in, in the house because again that's a joint and they tape it, and so when your house shifts and settles, it could crack too. Where you don't like to see cracking on the inside of the house is any crack that runs diagonal. Um, those, are, again, are going to be indications that the house is settling at an uneven um, rate. One house, section of the house might be t tipping or you know settling and the other house set section of the house is not. So you don't ever like to see any diagonal cracking on walls. But 99% of the cracks that I see are, are, again, on the ceilings where they are just right down a tape joint. And there's gonna be straight lines. And so, again, generally not an issue. But yes, it it's, can be concerning because nobody likes to see cracks. And, and uh, But it's typically what I tell people is they get it someone who's a painter that can re-tape, re re-texture, and repaint, and then they'll be fine. So there you go. Most of the time it's not a big deal. Most of the time it's not a big deal at all. 
Okay. And by the time you have a painter come in and retape and you know paint over it, the house is already probably settled as yep. much as it's going to, so it's not going to continue to crack. That is correct. Yes. Okay. What would you consider to be the most important thing that you need to inspect? Well, there are several important things. We talk about the 13 major components uh, of a home inspection. Uh, of course, the roof is obviously always important because that's a, a, a big, your big dollar expense items are obviously your important things. Roof, because again, as a roof ages and it's at the end of its life, uh, you know, an average home, a roof replacement can cost, you know, fifteen to $20,000. AC heating systems are important because again, those are big ticket items as they get to the end of their life. Again, could be up to $10,000 to replace AC systems. Uh, plumbing, again, anytime you're dealing with plumbing leaks, uh, again, your potential to lead to mold and moisture-related concerns and health-related concerns there. So there are uh, electrical panels. Uh, again, there are certain electrical panels that are safety concerns, older obsolete panels that, again, you want to make sure that you address in case because they are these older panels are more prone to fire, um, overheating of wires. So. Uh, so there's there's not just one specific item, but there are several, and then that's obviously the the importance of doing the home inspection is so that you cover all the major items. And obviously, there's going to be little things along the way too that get called out in the home inspection. But obviously, our, our focus is on the the, the big the big ticket item, the major defects, potential defects of, of a home. Okay. Have you ever had anyone call you to come out and do a inspection on a new construction home? Absolutely. I probably get maybe a dozen phone calls a year to do new construction and believe it or not, I mean new construction have flaws too. Then there's not there's there's no such thing as a perfect home. I mean I've I've inspected a, a new construction where they forgot to put insulation in. Uh, oh, wow. I, I, I didn't Oops. <laughs> I did an inspection that was that the homeowners lived in there for a year and then they got relocated and sold. And this is a million dollar home, went up in the attic, it had no insulation. So um, so it's, are the number of defects I'm gonna find as many? No, but are, am I going to find some? Yes. Some builders, which I won't name names, are better than others. And, um, and some are just, I would say, get a home inspection every single time. And so um, I, I think it's, it's, it's good. What I do a lot of these days is the one-year warranty inspections. Um, buyers who do buy a new new home have one year um, from the day they move in to to do uh, inspections and then turn into the the home builder, and then the home builder will come in and, and or come back and repair and fix those those items up to one year. So I get a phone call. I get a lot of phone calls to do a one-year inspection, and that way I can go through or they can use the report. And, hand it back to the builder, say these are all the things that the home inspector found, we would like these to be fixed. And again, some of it's just a lot for the peace of mind that the buyers, um, there isn't anything wrong with their house even after one year, but a lot of it is to go back to the builder to fix. Yeah, so worth a lot the money. Of, yeah, yeah, and a lot of times they're doing, they're calling you in after they've already taken possession. Oh, uh, yep, right. uh, yeah. The, the, these are people have lived there for a year and so uh, again they get that one year to have all of their items fixed because once that one year is up then it's kind of you're on your own now so it's and th there's been some major items and you know most of the time it's little things but on occasion I'll find something big and, and uh, they can go back and have the builder address mm -hmm. I closed one couple years ago with a builder who will not be mentioned but it's terrible right. terrible oh yeah I mean, I, unbelievable this stuff 
Yeah, there's there's one section, uh, you know, it's not a local builder, but they built local homes that I've done probably four inspections and every one of them, they're disasters. I mean, it's really sad, but, and that's why I said some of them, homes, new construction, they're definitely more advisable than others, so. So how much does a home inspection typically cost? Is it priced depending on square footage of the house? It, it does vary. Again, it's, you know, again, I don't mind sharing the price, but the home, it, it, there's so many variables in a home inspection that the square footage, the age of the home, swimming pools, irrigation system. So, I mean, it can run anywhere from four to four to five hundred dollars, if not more. Again, the larger the home, the more expensive the, the inspection. But again, just your average home inspection is, is going to run somewhere in that ballpark number. Okay. So you mentioned irrigation systems. What does that entail? The irrigation system is just me running through the the actual yard sprinkler system, checking the control timer, checking the valves, checking the spray heads. A lot of times, again, spray heads uh, um, are broken. Uh, pets will chew off wires to the control valves. Control valves themselves become defective. Um, control timers become defective. And again, a lot of tree, again, homes with mature, uh, mature trees, the roots can grab hold of underground pipes and break them. So again, it's it's just a good idea too to go through the irrigation system again just as part of the home inspection to have them looked at as well yeah i like that because i know a lot of times after the cell is complete um we'll get calls hey um i've got a broken sprinkler did the home inspector test those so a lot of times you know they might turn them on and just make sure that they're spraying, but they don't go into an in-depth. Right, and a lot of home inspectors you know. don't uh, inspect irrigation systems, and just because again, it's they don't consider it as part of, and it's not considered. And if you look at industry standards, the the irrigation system is not included in part of the standards. So again, I just include it as an option, and and uh, if people and most people will include it because it's not too much more of an additional upcharge to have the irrigation system looked at and so it's it's, for me it's a $25 upcharge to inspect it and again just for peace of mind that the irrigation system is working um, it's really a small fee worth it yeah worth it fee now do you um, recommend someone that's getting ready to list their home on the market have a pre listing inspection it would be advisable all day in and day out again it just for from the seller point of view if they want to minimize the negotiation process as it relates to the the transaction you do the pre-listing inspection that way either number one you can address those issues that the home inspector finds and then there shouldn't be any um, concerns for the buyer if and you can hand them the inspection report that says here we did this home inspection these are the things that the home inspector found these are the things that we fix and and some of the things we didn't fix but at least you know it otherwise if you don't do the home inspection before you list it home buyer comes in, they get their home inspector, now they got a, a laundry list of things that they want to have repaired, and in a traditional market, now you've gotta go through this negotiation process. We want this fixed, and the seller says, no, I'm not gonna fix this, but I'll fix this, and so it's just this long, drawn-out process of things that is a concern to buyers, and so it really, if you did that pre-listing inspection, it eliminates all that, again, because now, again, you either fix it or you disclose to it, so there's not the negotiation process through it. And again, sometimes the home buyers, they, they ask for huge credits that 
again, may not be justifiable based on the home inspection, but because now there's all this negotiation process going on, that again, in a traditional market, that could hold up the process of the transaction. So just the pre-listing inspection would, would solve that problem or would minimize those problems. But um, here in the, you know, San Francisco, that's uh, the Bay Area, they, the listing, the, the sellers do the home inspections. Here in the Valley, it's not traditional where the sellers do it, so it's just kind of a tradition that the buyers come in and then you go through the negotiation process. But yeah, it would be, it, it'd solve a lot of the issues if, if every seller would to do the inspection beforehand. Yeah, I like that. I'm oh. gonna recommend that to all yeah, my sellers. That's like, I'm thinking Matt needs to get his real estate license because he knows an awful lot about these <laughs> contingencies and renegotiating yes, and credit. Well, I like Matt's on this game, man. Like I said, doing this for 12 years now, again, uh, uh, like I said, working with a lot of good realtors like you guys. I mean, it, 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 I learn as much as the real estate side of it as you, the the, the realtor, learn from, on, on the home inspection side of it. So, um, yeah, it's 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 nice to it works both ways. Yeah. So and we're gonna wrap up, but I want to ask you, what's the weirdest or worst thing you've encountered doing inspections? Wait, I have a two-part question. Have you ever gotten chased by a dog? while you're doing home inspections and and then what's the weirdest thing well yes I, i've been chased by dog actually I, you know again I, I carry a poking stick with me because i'm sure we talk i'm short and so i have to carry a poking stick to, to check for wood damage and there was this dog that was chained up on his leash and to a tree and he saw me come around the corner and of course it's not your typical friendly dog and he come and he hit the end of his leash and it broke and he came and oh, no. fortunately, I had my, my poking stick and it turned into a whacking stick at that time. And I whacked him across the, the nose and he went off the other way and then I went the other way. And uh, so, yes. And then, surprisingly, the, the little, little yapper dogs are the worst. The, the, the I have homeowner, one of those. I have yes, two of those. <laughs> the, the homeowner says, oh, they're, they're harmless. And then they, they come yapping my ankles and they, they bite me in the ankles. And, and so I do want to sometimes... Um, do not so friendly things to them but so yes and then even yesterday I had a dog the fence between myself and the neighbors it was only probably a four-foot fence and I'm looking at the electrical panel and then the next thing I know this big old dog is barking it scared me because again it's a four-foot fence and he's on top of a car and he, oh. he theoretically could have jumped over the fence if he, if he had really wanted to but um, so but nothing happened but yes i've been chased by a dog or two but uh um and only tell <laughs> my sellers put your dogs away yes. for home inspection oh, yes. please please yes. tell home inspectors. Uh, absolutely yeah we don't want so, our home inspectors. the weirdest yeah. thing that uh, i've seen i you know a couple weird things uh i went into a, a basement the the other day and it was it was a, a commercial and the lights and before before i flicked the light on i was shining my flashlight in the dark and there was this little figurine that was in this basement. And it scared me because I'm like, there should be no reason why there's a person in this in this crawl space. And so that's always, that freaky. was a freaky. <laughs> was it a clown? Yeah, I was scared. Rats, I, it's, a, oh, it's a common okay. occurrence. I, I see rats in crawl spaces and attics quite a bit. Possums? Uh, cats. I've never, cats? Seen a, I've never seen a possum in, in, in a crawl space. Um, I've seen birds in attics. I've seen... Uh, Grasshoppers? 
<laughs> That'll scare me. Uh-huh. Grasshoppers. I don't play with grasshoppers. Um, but I've seen cats and addicts. Yeah, cats and addicts. Um, birds and addicts. Crawl- cats, again, in crawl spaces. Snakes, um, I've only seen an occasional snake, but never in a crawl space, walking around the exterior of a home. But uh, up in the foothills. I was going to say. Yeah, yeah. It, it's yeah. common. So, but I've never seen anything underneath of a home. But I'm always very cautious uh of those, so I've seen lizards uh, up in the foothills in the, in the crawl space. I, I don't I don't know if they're lizards, but they're you know eight inches long, give or take, and they've been in there. So those are always animals are always those, bite too. those are the dragons. Yeah, yeah, they bite. Yeah, so T Rex, tarantulas uh, again up in the foothills during a certain time of the year. I, I've seen those. So, but uh, um, and then the, the 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 most unique thing that I think I've seen was I was inspecting a house. And I was inspecting the fireplace, and I think the, the the seller was a financial person because his desk was had three monitor screens, and so I kind of considered him a, a financial person. And, and uh, he had a fireplace in in the the bedroom, and as I was inspecting, I was looking up the flue, and I, I saw all these aluminum foil wrapped substances, and I. <gasps> And I kind of thought that he just had money stashed up in his chimney, and because it looked, yeah. So I wanted. Sherry seems to think she knows what it is. I think I know what it is. But I wanted to go back after 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 he moved out and before I closed escrow to see if it was if it was money. And I just said in the comment of my report, I said personal belongings up in the uh-huh. fireplace flue and make sure that it is is removed. So. Just always certain little weird things here and there, but uh, maybe he didn't know they were there. I that's what I wanted too. Does it see if I wanted to go back uh, before after he moved out and before the buyers uh, um, took possession to see see what it was? But uh, uh, that's I mean we can draw our conclusions. But uh, but for the most part, in those seven thousand home plus home inspections I've done, I've not really ever come across anything that uh, is like just flat out just crazy oh my gosh what what i mean some weird and unique things but just nothing just absolutely crazy i mean there's stories when i was with housemaster someone found a skeleton of a baby and oh, a real a baby, baby. Oh. a real baby and yeah they had to call the police and everything oh wow and, and, and so um it was just like i said that that was obviously um abnormal but it, it has happened abnormal is an understatement yeah yeah terrible i have not uh i have not come across anything remotely close to to to, to crazy well thank god for that yes fresno we're pretty we're pretty boring i think here (laughs) (laughs) so far yeah one more question do you recommend um a home warranty it depends. Again, home warranties are something that I'm not as familiar with, and, and so I know some home warranty companies are better than others. Um, home warranties can be beneficial for repairs, especially obviously that they're designed to help you with repair costs of big expensive items, HVAC systems, plumbing, heat, heating, cooling. I, uh, you know, as items age, they become more likely to fail. And so the home warranties are, are supposed to be designed to be repaired at a minimal cost. For, unfortunately, some warranty companies, they either try to get out of it, they say there's a pre-existing condition, or they just flat out just drag their feet. And then the problem with home warranty companies, they don't always use the most reputable contract traders. There's a reason why they're cheap. I mean, they, they, you only pay a $75 repair fee to get something repaired is because the tradesperson who's doing the repairs 
are willing to do it at a discounted rate and the only reason you're doing it as a discounted rate is because again you're not busy enough to, to get normal business in my opinion so it it it's just it's a trade-off I mean like I said to it, it, you can get the repairs done and uh, at least it, it puts a band-aid on something and, and minimizes your your repair cost um, and then you know you know they say like with I, and I use the HVAC heating and cooling system as an example supposedly if you fix something enough times if it breaks a number of times they're supposed to replace it and they won't replace it at a full cost value it's like a, a deductible but it from out-of-pocket costs become minimal. But like I said, some warranty companies are better than others, and, and so it can be beneficial. If you were buying a five-year-old home, I would say that it's probably not as ben as beneficial as you were if you were buying a 20-year-old home and everything is ready to go to to, to go out. So um, plus and minuses with it, I suppose. Okay. But I, I guess I really don't have an opinion one way or the other just because, again, I don't deal with the home warranty side of it as much as you the realtor or the buyers do cool beans i just said cool beans i don't know why <laughs> i said that wow that was a lot of great information yeah i, I want to say this when you're looking for a home inspector not all home inspectors are built the same i i know this from experience i know i i like using matt because i know that matt's very very thorough and like I said, he goes into crawl spaces and he's taking his time and making sure that he doesn't miss anything. There are home inspectors, you know, that aren't quite as as thorough. And so I love this about Matt. And so when you're you're shopping for home inspectors, ask for a referral. Check reviews. Yeah, that's the one nice thing about me. We we earlier in the conversation we were talking about my short stature and then of course and that was when I first started 12 years ago. That was my running joke when I went in at, and was doing marketing to real estate offices because, again, my short stature does allow me to go into their crawl spaces and the attics and get into those places where a typical home inspector, I won't say typical, some home inspectors are not able to. And, mm -hmm. and as you just mentioned, Sherry, this some home inspectors, they may be able to, but they just don't. And so they, they won't go into a crawl space. They don't go into the attic. They just say it's inaccessible or they'll just refer to a termite report to, if, the, if it's a crawl space. So I think as a realtor, you do your home buyers and injustice if you use a realtor or if you use a home inspector that doesn't go into those places because again it's just those are the crawl space and the attic are just important areas uh, that uh, need to be looked at and uh, if, if your home inspector is not not going in there and for the reasons that we talked about before plumbing leaks foundation structure um, they your home buyers could be uh, they could have some unexpected uh, expense uh, when they move into the home. So, and said it's just said you want to get a home inspector that uh, is going to go into all those places. Yeah, I agree. I love using my pest inspector. I always ask for him because he's he's super <laughs> tall and he's super skinny and he's super nice and thorough. But I know he's going to get under there and he's just going to weasel his way around. And man, he does a great job. Right, I just love exactly. That guy. And that's what I said. I've I've been on many inspections where the termite inspectors are big and they can't get in there as well. And they just say 
we need to create extra space. And so, and, and I get it. I mean, I, I know I'm not the normal stature size, but again, if you can get someone who can, who's more apt to get into those crawl spaces, it eliminates your problems down the road. So, um, yeah, yeah, I'm just, and I'm fortunate that I, I'm able to do it. Yeah, well, you scared the bejesus out of me when you're talking about finding puddles of water and stuff down there. I'm like, how would you know until it's too late? Well, too, and, and you know, just not even from a real estate point of view. You talk about your your you sell yourself as an individual, and if your house, if you've been in your house for, you know, any lengthy period of time, and you have a house that's on a raised foundation, it's it's always a good idea to have somebody come through and just go through your house and and give you do an inspection in that way because you just get so used to the things that might be wrong that they're still wrong is you, you just you, you learn to live with it but have them go through the crawl space have them go through the attic have them look at those things that uh, you just take for granted and and, uh, and and get it inspected and that way again you can almost give your own house a little tune-up how often would you recommend doing that it depends I mean again if you've lived in your house uh, five years or more and haven't done anything you'd probably want to do it and again and I say you an older house if you live in an older house obviously older houses have more issues than a newer house and so it's a couple of you know variables um, that uh, would dictate whether I would recommend as you as a home owner get it but uh, definitely if you've lived in the house five years give or take and if it's a little bit older I'd have I'd have an inspection done okay Anything else you want to add before we get out of here for the day? You know, I think we've we've covered uh, quite a bit of material. So um, yeah. again, for as a realtor, again, if any realtor has any questions for me, again, I'm always available for to talk and, and answer any questions. I know our our conversation here is somewhat limited, but uh, and there's always more topics that can't be covered uh, in in a short amount of time. But I'm always more than happy to answer questions. Uh, um, off the record. I'll well, just bring you back for podcast part two. There you now go. I'm already excited about it. There you go. <laughs> no, I just, my mind's going to other questions that I can think, but who, I know we can't sit here all day. Who thought that uh, a conversation about home inspections, even though it's not funny, can't be interesting, huh? Yes. And we will definitely share your information in our podcast notes. That way people do know how to get a hold of you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Well, we're going to wrap this up. Um, hope you guys got a lot of good information from this. We'll be posting the link on it tomorrow. Peace, love, and real estate.